Sebastian Volney and this is The Sustainable Fashion Wingman, the podcast exploring the brands, innovations and careers making fashion more environmentally and ethically friendly. Hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast and have subscribed. Why not invite your friends as well and colleagues to listen along? There are a lot of episodes coming your way this year. And if you'd like to connect to like-minded professionals in ethical fashion, why not connect with me over on LinkedIn? Making ethical affordable. That's the statement Sam Mavely, co-founder of the Yes Friends brand, highlighted in a conversation we recently had. It's a significant statement in a world where environmentally friendly and ethical clothing is often considered only unaffordable or expensive. So we have Sam back again today to tell us about the Yes Friends brand and its mission. But can ethical fashion be affordable? And if so, how is Yes Friends making it so? Well, let's find out. Hi, Sam. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks very much. A bit cold today, good. isn't it? It absolutely is. Yeah. Got a heater on me right now. Yeah, this, this <laughs> minus four degrees is, is not my thing at all. No. <laughs> um, good to catch up with you again anyway. I know we had a, a chat not so long ago. Uh, and of course, thank you for coming onto the podcast to um, to talk about the Yes Friends the yes Friends brand. I've been seeing a lot of good things about the brand, so we're looking forward to hearing more about it. Thanks. So well, let's have a little bit of a background kind of um, insight from you, just just kind of find out where you came from and how you got into into this you know, into fashion. Did you previously work in the industry? So I got into ethical fashion about 10 years ago. Um, so in 2013, um, yeah, I went, uh, went shopping one day and my conscience was just like, I cannot buy anything that's not ethical. And I was thinking about um, wages for workers um, and conditions in factories at the time. Um, and so after that point, I started looking up loads of different ethical brands online and getting into the space. I just moved to Bristol and was at uni and yeah looking all into all these different brands and decided i wanted to set up a clothing company to try and make a make a difference so you didn't actually come from fashion but you just thought it's something that you wanted to do yeah i was studying music at uni um Not and very so different. very different yeah and i i then did an internship with a uh, a sock brand called jolly socks um who with every pair of socks they sell they donate socks to um people experiencing homelessness and yeah, so I worked with them for a bit and then started working with Brothers We Stand who are an online ethical men's retailer uh, and also did a stint in a clothing store um, in Bristol. So yeah, so started getting into the space whilst studying at uni. That's fantastic. Mm. And and with Yes Friends, mm. how did that come about then? Like, obviously you wanted to start this clothing brand because of what you saw in the industry, but maybe start with the name, for example, because it sounds like the, there was a light bulb moment there maybe that happened. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go back a little bit further. So I, after working with um, Brothers We Stand, this online uh, retailer, I really wanted to go into physical retail to bring in the, um, to just interact with real people, have real physical product on shelves, which people could come and buy. And so I set up a store in collaboration with them. Um, so that was sort of my first foray into business um, and then started doing women's wear and rebranded the store and and did that for a few years, retailing lots and lots of different ethical and sustainable clothing brands. So I had a couple of stores in Bristol doing that. So that was really my like first, first going at the business world and um, entering into the startup world. And during that time, I was being interviewed for a sustainable fashion blog. And the interviewer said, I've heard it costs £30 to make a fully ethical t-shirt. And I was just like, 
wow, that's just not true at all. You can do it for so much less than that. And that is what triggered that thought of like, hang on, why is no one doing it for less than that? And that was having worked with lots of different brands. I was, I could see their supply chains. I could see their markups. I was like, I know that this can be done more affordably, but in order to do it, we need big scale and direct to consumer margins. So missing out the retailer, which is the ironically what I was at the time, I was like, if we skip out my part and we go big scale, um, we can make this work affordably. Okay, and what about the name? How did that come about? So the name is uh, very, very uninteresting in many ways. It was a, um, yeah, when looking to set up a brand, it's like, what can you get a domain name for? What can you get social handles for? What is easy to pronounce? What is like a little bit catchy? What's positive? Because um, I just wanted to be a fun brand. And so, uh, so it came from lots and lots of brainstorming of different ideas and writing loads of things down. And But in my house that I live in, often people walk into the kitchen and be like hey friends and that would be a really common phrase that we would use in the house and I was like experimenting with loads of different phrases and then eventually yes friends stuck and we were like cool let's let's launch with that <laughs> so, um, yeah so it was a bit of a on the moment kind of yeah it was a very much a it wasn't like a it has to be called yes friends because of this great story it was like um we need something to call this brand and yes friends was what stuck and you yeah. and you started it with a few friends didn't you yeah, I did. Yeah. So two, um, two guys who I met at a wedding just a few months before it was during COVID. So it was only 30 people at the wedding. So we got chatting and one of them was a marketing strategist for Apple and the other one had co-founded a charity and worked a lot with the press. And uh, I had this idea and spoke to them about it and was like, would you be up for joining uh, the initial like an initial team just to launch the brand um and then we brought on a couple a couple more people uh one was a friend of a friend who she did uh all the graphic design and did an amazing job of the logo and all that kind of thing and then a friend of mine did um paid paid ads um for the first campaign that's brilliant you had it all in yeah. on, all in one area there pretty much the whole team as friends yeah mm. uh, and um you said that you started just a couple of years ago in fact uh yeah to your third year aren't you in fact i believe so that was like you said it was the pandemic everything was kind of mm. shut down how did you yeah. find starting a, a fashion brand mid-pandemic um when typically all you know retail and fashion was they were finding it challenging to say the least mm. yeah so it was a yeah in many ways it was a, a a good time for us to start because um for me uh the my clothing store was closed so i couldn't be doing physical retail trade so it was only online and so it gave me loads and loads of time to uh, work on something new um, and similarly everyone else was just at home had loads of evenings free and so we were spending a lot of time on FaceTime just working through things together and so it actually gave us a really really good few months to prepare everything get every, get all the marketing ready to then launch um, yeah, launched in April 2021. So we started working on it in the January and in April launched. Did you find that the actual when you actually launched it was it was it was easy to kind of get customers? Sorry, or did you find that was actually quite a challenge as well? Still, yeah, it was it was amazingly easy. The initial campaign we had done a video, so we did it like a sort like a crowdfunder campaign, really of. Um, 
uh, we need to we needed to sell three thousand t-shirts in a month uh, to make it work. So we put out this video where I was chatting about how what we were doing and how we needed to sell all these t-shirts and um, yeah, and we and we just shared it with our friends and then they shared it with their friends and it just got put on WhatsApp groups um, all around and was all over Facebook and that kind of thing. And so it just spread. Um, and so that month we sold around 4,300 t-shirts and got, got international press and that kind of thing. And so that was, yeah, the, what started Yes Friends. That's, that's amazing. And not something that happens, not something that happens often. So that's quite a, a success story mm. in your first, first month there. Mm. Um, and I know you mentioned a little bit previously about what your kind of mission is for the brand, obviously making ethical clothing more affordable but can you tell us a bit mm. more about what your what your main goals and missions were yeah so there was a consumer study done by deloitte which showed that affordability is the number one problem for uh number one barrier for ethical brands and so and i had been retaining a lot of brands who were towards the higher end of high street prices and aware that that was a really real limiting factor for a lot of people coming in and buying sustainable and ethical clothing so yeah, so the real goal was to make it more accessible so that everyone could buy into it. And we provided a genuine option to the high street so that you didn't need to go to one of the high street stores, but instead you could go to Yes Friends to get what you needed and know that it was ethical and sustainable. So we, yeah, so we, and from an ethics and sustainability part, we were really looking at both sides of, both sides of the problem. So our original t-shirts used 90% less CO2 to produce than the um, normal t-shirt. And that was... Um, through using organic cotton as well as a wind and solar powered factory, and so for our t-shirt and uh, for our t-shirt range, we continue to work with solar powered factory, and we always use organic cotton in our um, in our production. And and then from the ethical side of things, we we were looking for really good factories. So um, the factory we mainly work with is certified by Fair Trade, and um, but the big extra thing that we do is we for our t-shirts and our hoodies, we give an extra bonus, which goes directly to the garment workers to support them, to make sure that they're getting a really good wage for the work that they're doing. Um, so yeah, so that's the big thing of trying to increase garment workers wages. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and like mm. you said there, it is one of the biggest challenges. And a lot of people do talk about it when they talk mm. about um, fashion and sustainability within fashion is, is the cost and being able to do it yeah. in an affordable way. And it's mm. something we hear a lot, even on the podcast, in fact. Um, so it is something that really stands out as a goal for for the Yes Friends brand. But mm. did you not have any doubts? I mean, because you heard, you know, like the Deloitte report, for example, and other people talking about it all the time. Was there no doubts that at one point you just thought, OK, maybe we can't do it in a affordable way because why aren't people doing it? Yeah, I think that's always a question in your mind with a startup of like, why has nobody else done this? uh would it is it possible um yeah all those questions but i was confident from like i'd spent years in the industry so i was like i know what this i know what's going on here i know it can be done affordably as long as you have enough scale so yeah so i was i was confident it was going to be possible but only because of what i'd seen before but you you can never be 100 percent sure um yeah yeah fair enough and it looks like you're managing to do it anyway what did you what was one of the, yeah. the first areas that you realized, OK, we're going to have to we're going to have to cut this out or we're going to have to implement this in order to actually start making things much more affordable? You know, something that would maybe help other brands, in fact. 
Um, so the big thing for us was scale, really, of we, we had to be working on scale. We couldn't be going to UK manufacturers or uh, manufacturers in Portugal or something like that, where it was smaller scale and more expensive. We had to be going to places like India and it would have to be and it have to be big scale to work with factories um, like that. So that was the initial thing of how can we get lots of lots of customers on board so that we can work on scale. And the other thing was we not only need to work on scale, but we also need to go direct to the consumer. So at the moment, we don't work with any other retailers. So you can only buy Yes Friends from Yes Friends. And that allows us to offer a better price to the consumer rather than having to mark things up multiple times. Um, yeah. So would you ever consider selling through retailers or wholesalers? Yeah, we've thought about it. Um, I think we would have to change our model a bit to do that. Um, and at the moment, we, I don't think, have a financially affordable way of doing that, of going direct to wholesalers. So, um, yeah, so we're better off. Um, it's better for the customer. Of course. Better for us at the moment, just going direct to consumer. And better for the garment workers as well, obviously, because if, if that's helping to, to pay better wages for them as well. Absolutely. costs without having to go through wholesalers and retailers. Would you consider mm. then perhaps maybe um, your own retail outlets? Yeah, we we often talk about physical stores there. Yeah, I've been in that world, um, so understand it quite well. Um, and there's loads of advantages and loads of disadvantages to physical retail. So we're not at a size at the moment where I think it makes sense to um, move into physical retail. Once we've got a bigger range, it might make sense. But for now, we're going to we're going to stick to online. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Um, so for anyone that's starting an ethical brand, would you necessarily mm. obviously say to them then it doesn't have to be mid to high level price points that they could look at more affordable ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's it it's a different it's a different model to to a lot of other brands. And if particularly if you're working on a small scale, that is really hard to do affordably. Uh, so it entirely depends what you're going for as a brand. We were going for products which people often want to buy. Like we we make such basics like t-shirts and underwear and and hoodies and jeans. It's like we we're going for this yeah for the the products that you keep on coming back for rather than at the currently it's not like a wildly interesting range in terms of um uh, in terms of fashion design um which would be really cool to get there at some point but um yeah so they're, they're kind of basics but they're also kind of staples is, is what you're saying exactly yeah yeah products which just like you know, when I had stores, I would, I would still sell loads of white and black T-shirts because it's just some a product that people just come back for, just like underwear. Everyone needs underwear. Um, so, yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and I know you touched upon quite a lot about the, the, the kind of the areas that you're focused on. And you mentioned mm. something which I thought was interesting is that you really wanted to look at the wages off the garment workers. That was really important mm. to you. Do you ever get on yeah. the ground and see how that, what you're doing is benefiting them? Um, we haven't visited yet, but would love to this year. Uh, so we can, yeah, only hear like uh, secondhand reports from what happens with, um, yeah, with bonuses and tips. But yeah, it's because it's the thing we really, really care about. But again, it's a time, time and money, time and money thing. Um, being able to go out, but yeah, would really, really like to. Yeah, of course. And soon. I guess it's been difficult in the last previous years because of COVID and travel. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what else with regards to kind of on the sustainable side with regards to, I know we say with sustainable, obviously we mean 
things in terms of um, material choices. Mm. What are you doing in regards to that side of things as well? So we're using, um, as I mentioned before, we're using organic cotton primarily in our T-shirts. So um, that's where we're going more sustainable there. We're also looking at recycled polyester um, as, a, as an option. In our jeans, we used hemp, which is a super sustainable material. Hemp grows so fast and it's really strong. So yeah, so our, our women's jeans were a blend of organic cotton and hemp. Um, and then we also used some in our in our stretch jeans had recycled polyester which is also biodegradable as well so that was another thing that we were looking into so we're always interested by new fabrics that are coming up and being like what's uh, what are the innovations that are coming in the industry which we can start to incorporate in our in our product as well and do you find do you find these more kind of innovative materials uh, like hemp i mean it's been yeah. around for a long time but sure uh, yeah. material choices that are a bit more sustainable are you finding mm. they contribute more to the cost though or that it's making things a bit more expensive yeah i mean uh, fabric cost is pretty much the main cost of the garment it's it's so fabric is the expensive thing and so the the thing about like a living wage for example that costs as little as 10p on the price of a t-shirt to pay a living wage to a garment worker um in southern india so it's really really affordable but the organic cotton compared to conventional cotton is far, far more expensive. And so it does add a lot to the price, um, but it's um, a price worth willing to pay. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And does that in itself though, would that push the cost to a point where you would not necessarily be so or so affordable? Or would you then just have maybe kind of like part of the range that is a little bit more of a higher price point than the, the more basic staples? Um, no, I think we've just set ourselves out to be like, we're going to be sustainable and ethical from the start. And so we're going to bring in sustainable materials and we'll, we'll pay the price for those. And if we need to, you know, put our prices up marginally for consumers as, as materials get more expensive, like cotton's getting more expensive at the moment. So, um, we've had to put the price of our t-shirts up a little bit since we started. Um, but that is that's that's just inflation isn't it, it it's is. the way the way the world works sticking to your sticking to your values which is good to hear mm, absolutely so we yeah. said that you're coming up to now your third year it's 2023 mm. it's looking full of hope and possibility by the sound of it yeah any mm. big plans then for the year ahead um we've got lots and lots of ideas there's um we're working on a few new products at the moment so some women's tees and tank tops uh, we're working on right now and we want to yeah, bring out lots and lots more products this year, um, just to expand the range. So that's the main thing that we're working on as well, as well as just continuing to think about growth and how we can continue to get the word out about, about Yes Friends. And do you think moving away or not moving away, but not necessarily, but um, adding in product that isn't just kind of staples and, and a bit, mm. I, hate the, I hate using that word basic, I know I've said it a few times, but I mean, yeah. things that aren't kind of, you know, extravagantly fashion led as it were yeah would you find adding them in would not necessarily make for a sustainable brand or do you feel you could still do that in some way yeah it's an interesting question i think there's this um there's the fast fashion trend which is obviously like you know a new season every day or every week um and so there's that's the constant and if it goes if it's like out of fashion in the next two weeks then you're uh, and you don't want to wear it anymore, that's incredibly unsustainable. So if you can do very fashion-led 
things which are which people can carry on wearing for years then that's awesome from a sustainability point of view um uh i think for for us our process is um we really like to um design alongside our customer so we say what do you guys want and then they tell us what they want and so for the underwear we just um we designed loads of different styles of underwear um, and we put them all on a big survey and we just said what do you guys want and everyone tells us what they want and then we make the most popular um popular things so that's our current process for design um of how we do it so it's so we're very much just trying to design alongside what what our yeah what our customers like well, that's a great idea and i've heard about that in the past with a few other brands doing that as well mm. putting out surveys and actually asking their customer being more engaged with the customer um, as yeah. opposed to just producing a lot of design product and hoping it sells, but actually asking the consumer yeah. what they actually want. Where do you mm. put out these these surveys? Is it like on social media or? Yeah, social media and email. email um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So we send it out through there. And you get a good mm. response. Yeah, great response. So for our underwear, we had sort of 2000 people told us wow. what they wanted, which is, which is amazing when you like the, some of the answers people give are hilarious because we, start digging into like is there anything else that you want to tell us about what you like about underwear and we're getting all these intimate details which i'm sure none of their friends know about um yeah about what what they want for different underwear um so we had um, one of our team went through all of them and she was like it's been absolutely hilarious going through all these all these responses that sounds um, quite fun actually <laughs> and also make for good um good marketing uh content too i imagine yeah we haven't used it yet but maybe we could <laughs> anonymously yeah. obviously you know Anon yeah. of course yeah <laughs> that's brilliant okay so sam it's been great talking to you and i know I used to always throw in a bonus question um, at the end of these episodes and I kind of stopped mm. doing it, unfortunately. But I'm going to bring it back anyway. And guess what? You're mm. Lucky for you, you're going to be the, the first person this year I'm going to ask one last question to, a bonus question. What is your favourite item from the Yes Friends brand? Uh, my favourite item is the the logo tee. I really like the logo tee. And, I just, and I'm biased because it's my brand but I like wearing it. And and actually, to throw in another one, I'm wearing a denim jacket, which you can see now. Not that anyone listening can see. But, <laughs> a black denim uh, jacket that no one can see. Okay. <laughs> a black denim jacket, which no one can see. Uh, I wear this all the time. And my, uh, my girlfriend's got one as well. So we always match um, going around in our denim jackets. I really like that. And your logo tees. Mm. <laughs> yeah and the logo tees <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. well we'll have to check that out online see what these mm. logo tees are all about and um of course if anyone's listening they want to check out the yes friends brand maybe help with you know sustainable lifestyle goals for shopping a bit more ethical and still affordable clothes then the website link will be in the episode description thanks very much sam Thank you very much. It's been great talking to you. And thanks again for the listeners. This has been the Sustainable Fashion Wingman podcast. And I'm Sebastian, helping you dress, live and work more sustainably. Mm -hmm.